going on, boys? Um, well, I'm uh, well, y'all know me as Chris. Um, it's a uh, uh, a small community out there on the internet. I'm known as uh, YBK, uh, Young Black King, um, a local Miami artist. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Roll Up when I roll in. Um, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's um, Young Black King um, with the YB and the K capitalized. Um, and yeah, that's me. Um, but yeah, I've been, um, I started rapping uh, December 2019. I believe, no, December, I'm um, about December 2018. I was about to say, um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, December 2018, um, that's when, um, that's when, you know, I got an engineer, and uh, we've been working ever since, um, we've been, we've been putting in a lot of work ever since. Uh, but, but let's get to the, as an rapper, we heard, uh, we heard about Mecca Stalin and how she sued her label because she felt like she was yeah. all her money. Recently, we've seen the Migos sued in the, their lawyer, whoever they sued, for the same thing. How uh-huh. how common is that in the industry of people not getting their money? It goes back to the inception of music, really, in America. Was, uh, and it started with the invention of a contract called the 360. And the 360 deal is what, you know, pretty much every major artist is in. And um, it just, it, um, it's really, it's, it's, it's seriously uh, almost like a, I don't want to call it a sham, but it's a really poor contractual agreement um, is what I would call it. Because um, the 360, um, if you want to talk about the individual cases with Meg, she signed to a small, and there's different, and there's different, you know what I'm saying? Because, um, you know, you have these small, smaller labels and you have bigger labels, but they all, you know what I'm saying, there's a common issue with all of them. You always, you know, if, and the thing is, is that, you know, there's two sides to the argument. You can say, you know, well, you signed, so you should have, but, you know, as artists, when we come up, you know, we don't have anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't, we, most artists come from, you know what I'm saying, places where they just, like, just, you know what I'm saying? Of course, I sign, you know what I'm saying, give me some money and and I could do music for a living type of thing. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they normally don't have a lawyer to read over the contract, um, which is, uh, which is the case with, um, with the Migos and with the, um, and with Meg, you know, you know, they didn't have a lawyer read over their paperwork mm-hmm. with, um, and like the thing with 360s is, um, I can put it like this, right? Let's say Rock and Gene, right? You had a label and I'm the artist, right? Mm-hmm. So you give me a hundred thousand dollars as an advance, right? That's what most artists get. Like, let's just say a hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Out of that hundred grand, they that has to I have. You know, what I'm saying I have to buy my chains with that. I have to, 
you know what I'm saying? Um, I have to uh, um, basically, you know what I'm saying, like upgrade the lifestyle to match, to match, you know, the, the signing. And, you know what I'm saying, like, um, I'm just saying 100 grand just for the yeah. math value of it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, normally it, uh, advances are a lot bigger. They're normally in the millions, like a million or two or three or four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say 100 grand, right? So out of that 100 grand, you know what I'm saying, I buy a car. Let's say I buy a crib. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I spent like, you know, I spent like 40 grand, right? I got 60 grand. Mm-hmm. And out of that 60 grand, right, the label says, okay, you know what I'm saying, well, we signed you because you had this hot song. And so, you know what I'm saying, we're going to promote it. We're going to do this for you. We're going to do that for you. We're going to do this, that, and the third. So they do it, you know what I'm saying, they they promote all of this, uh, you know what I'm saying, they they get the radio play, they get this and they get that, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying, you have a hot song, and what you don't know is that all of the costs for the promotion and all of that comes out of the artist's pocket. Um, the, label, mm-hmm. the label is more or less a bank. Is, is what I've come to realize that they loan money. And so on in your it's in your contract, you're um you basically um when they're three sixty you make next to no money on your streams. Um at, depending on the what what level artist you are and you're negotiating power basically but most artists get five percent of their streaming sales. Mm-hmm. Um, on average, in a 360, if you're like a, a little baby, you know, what I'm saying, if you're like, uh, if you're more popping, you could probably negotiate for probably like a more like 12, 15 percent. If you end up, you know, what I'm saying, finishing a contract and entering another one, mm-hmm. but not seriously low, and um. What happens is you don't have the the you don't own the masters to the um, to your music and um, in a in a three hundred and sixty deal, so that cuts away your ability to make checks when you're later. You know, what I'm saying when you're older on in life and your music is to, is is you know, what I'm saying if your song has this type of placement or that type of placement, all of that goes to the label. Um, and Hey, Chris, real, real quick. So you said that when you're an artist you and, and you need things for, you know what I'm saying, <clears throat> everything that you need done, like your videos and yeah, all of that comes out of the budget. When you say that, what do you mean though? Like, because they they loaned you, so basically, they loan you the money that you need to 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 get your career started, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. They they loan you the money to give you that kind of like that that spark, that yeah. jump start, and then they take that money. Uh-huh. And then they take most of your streams, basically all of your streaming, and you basically like 
if you don't sell, uh, if, if your album, at least like, it's so hard to sell albums nowadays, but if you're not selling, like, at least, depending on what level artist you are and how much money that, you know what I'm saying, they put into producing your album, including all of the, the back end costs and stuff, like, if you're not selling at least like, like a hundred grand, or like, uh, at least, I would say at least seventy grand, and 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 you're assigned to a label. It's it's probably it's probably a tough deal, depending on how much they put into you. But um, a lot of these artists depend on um shows to make their money because show money is good money. You know, you know if your name is bubbling. Um, but right, but right now with the coronavirus, that. You know, a lot of these artists um, have, you know, I'm saying, have had that stream of income cut away. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that show money is important for, like, an up-and-coming artist. Like, it's the money and it's the fact that people actually get to see you and, and feel you and touch you. Like, even with me, like, I had um, a couple of appearances planned um, uh, from from my recent project. And, you know, at, you know, especially down here in Miami, that really threw things off um, completely. So, so okay. So, with you knowing this, does it make sense to be signed by a label? Um, I think it depends on the situation. Like, um, <laughs> like with the Migos. Um, the reason the Migos are suing is because their contract basically says, like, they're signed with their label for life. Damn. Yeah. And they're trying to find out if that's even, like, legal. Like, but, why, but why wouldn't it be legal? I mean, I'm not sure if that's legal, but you shouldn't be. Like, every contract has to have some type of expiration. Like, right. Is what I figured. Like that. That shit sounds crazy as fuck to me. And like people are talking about the situation, but they're not talking about like why they're suing. And it's because the, like the, the contract has some funny language, and it's basically saying that they automatically renew their contract every time they complete their album requirements, because that's how con uh, contracts usually work. It works on like about the amount of projects that you signed for, like, you can say, okay, let's sign a contract for four uh, projects. And, you know, after you complete your four projects, then, you know, you're, if you're in the green and you don't owe the money label, um, then you're, then you're, you're a free agent, basically. Um, but, and with Meg the Stallion, it's a bit more, because with Meg, she signed a contract with a small record label when she was, you know, a lot less popular. Mm -hmm. And and this happens a lot, honestly. Like, it, you know, what I'm saying she uh, she signed with she signed with a small label. She ends up popping, like, you know, what I'm saying actually popping, popping type of shit. Hot girl summer, all that shit, mm -hmm. and. She signs her management. She signs to Rock Nation management, 
And when you start having, you know what I'm saying, them business folks up in your ear and shit like that, they're going to pull out your contract and look at it and talk to you about it and tell you what your contract really means. Mm-hmm. Um, artists normally don't ever stop and sit down to actually find out, you know what I'm saying, why you, you know what I'm saying, doing shows and popping and all that shit. And um, she uh, she wanted to renegotiate her contract with, you know what I'm saying, with her label. Mm-hmm. Um, and from her words, she was saying she wasn't talking about leaving or anything like that. She just wanted to renegotiate the shit. And then the label said, nah, fuck that. As a matter of fact, you can't even drop no more music. And then... Um, they had this whole battle and shit like that. But when you sign the Rock Nation management, you got some lawyers that can figure out some shit. And that's why she's able to drop music right now. Yeah. But, um, so, but, um, go ahead, G. So, going the, going the independent route will be probably cost you more, more money. But in the, in the long run, will it benefit you more? It definitely will benefit you more because even if you are independent for a long time and you do sign to a label, you have when you have numbers to put up and when you have your own merit to show, you have a lot more bargaining power. Um, kind of like Master P. And how he finessed the uh, Def Jam, um, that you know what I'm saying that infamous, uh, you know what I'm saying like he like he was able to like sign a deal with them, but only just for distribution, and like they didn't own none of the music. They were just uh, distributing it, and they paid him uh, I think it was like a million dollars for it. And like when you have like you know what I'm saying your own your own way behind you have more bargaining power um but the thing is is that um you know it's it's all about really just building up that heat you know you, you gotta really be able to build up some heat and some and some steam and have a record like playing in the club um especially down here in miami i think um that's where it's, that's where it's really about like having the, having your record spin in the club, um, but going independent would definitely have long term benefits. But <clears throat> building up that fan base is um it um it's 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 uh, it, it could take a lot out of a person for real. Like you know what I'm saying just um and the thing about it is um uh, from what I've learned from what I've uh, you know what I'm saying been told from from music people is um is really just being consistent with it and never and just never stopping. Um is is really the key. And just, you know what I'm saying, just keep trying different things and doing different things and eventually something sticks. Um so um so that's what I've taken away from it. But it's um it's a uh, it's a treacherous journey, independency, because it's it's, not, it's, a, it's a lot of pitfalls that you get that you just don't know are there. You know, it's a lot of so it's you know what I'm saying it's a lot of avenues that you gotta learn. 
um, you know, like um, I think, it, you know what I'm saying, having a manager probably helps in that aspect um, if you're independent. Um, and just, you know what I'm saying, just having somebody who's up on game about certain things and and because, you know, as an artist, people look to finesse artists all the time. Like, they be thinking we made a money or something like that. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, technically you are, though, because you bringing in some, you know what I'm saying, some uh, stream of income that's easy. That's like, damn near, you don't have to do anything to get it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you do, the artist does, but the person behind, you know what I'm saying, that represents you doesn't. You know, they just take a cut and they just like, yeah, keep making music, keep making music. You know what I'm saying? Let me just keep getting paid, keep getting paid. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you mean like the man? Well, that's what I wanted to like ask real quick before we go any further. Mm-hmm. Because you said Meg's label. She said, "You said she signed with a small label, but when she when she yeah. went to renegotiate her contract, they said we're putting a freeze on you and you can't make any more music, right?" Yeah, they said she can't uh, drop uh, release any music. Do you do you know why or not really? That's where it gets fuzzy at, um, because. I mean, maybe, who knows what really happened, but this is uh, Meg's side of the story. Um, she said um, as soon as she asked if they could renegotiate, she was like, they, all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, she was like, it was like a family atmosphere before, and she was like, after that, it kind of went cold. You know, they were like, you know, you can't drop no more music. Um and shit like that, and uh, and that it really. I mean, I th- I think that's kind of fucked up. I mean, cause like that that would have been, you know, that was an important time in her career. Like she needed to drop more music to stay hot. And, uh, thankfully, she did. You know, I'm glad to see the sister doing a thing. And and this happened when? This is probably like. I think it was I like a little while ago, like seven, yeah, last year, sometime like seven months ago, something like that. And so she took it up with her manager, her management. So her management and her label is two different companies. Yeah, she signed, uh, like, uh, quite a few people are signed to Rock Nation Management. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you know that's Jay Z uh, shit, right? But isn't that the um, label? That's not the label. No, it's a separate uh, entity. It's uh, you can be managed by uh, Rock Nation, and that's how you can get. You know, what I'm saying like your shoe deals. You might, you know, what I'm saying you'll be able to be more plugged into shit like that. Uh, you know, what I'm saying getting a New Balance deal, getting the Puma deal. Mm. As as an artist, and you know that's the extra little bag that you don't have to rap for or sing for. Oh, uh, I see. Wait, so you saying I could be? Let's say I could be signed to Gary's label, but Block mm-hmm. is my manager's. Yeah. 
but wouldn't that be a conflict of interest? Yeah, I think. Uh, wasn't that the reason why she got mad? Because she, because she, don't they, don't they feel like why you have two different yeah. people in your ear? Um, as a business, that that shouldn't really like that shouldn't really trigger you as a business because you know what I'm saying um. It's it's a separate entity being managed and having a label. That's interesting. I mean, um, <clears throat> I think I, I do understand what he's talking about, though, when you you have a management company and in in a different kind of distribution company, kind of um, just an ownership company. So, like, I guess the best example that I can put it is like like I'm an actor, right? Yeah. And I can have a manager and they get me my, you know, they get me my role, they give me my auditions. They can send me they send me my auditions. And then but that's they don't work for the company that I have my auditions for. That's like, you know, the studios, like Warner Brothers, ABC Studios, Disney Studios. So Disney can say, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we'll pick you up for this show, but you ain't going to, you're not going to be in this show. And then, you know what I'm saying? So that's nothing I could do with that. But if I go to my management and say, hey, what's going on? This company is telling me I can't work for them or whatever, whatever. Then the management can like handle that for me. And the way that they do their thing. I guess now, but I get that. That makes sense. Yeah, it's just I manage my, that's how I get my, when the, my manager get my auditions. And then when I go to auditions and get booked, I'm, I got, you know, I get paid for that job from that company that booked me. And so my manager gets a fee from that and then so on like that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that makes sense. So that. he makes money when you make money? Yeah, that's why I was trying to. I was just trying to. While I was trying to get you back, I was trying to. I was just explaining the way it seems. It's a little similar to acting and how you have a manager slash agent yeah. that you work for, or that you know what I'm saying that you're a part of. You're a part of their management company, but you yeah. don't necessarily. <clears throat> you don't necessarily work for you know Warner Brothers or Disney Studios or Fox Studios yet. You have to audition. Then once you get the audition, that's when you work for them and then sign your contract or you sign whatever you want to sign with your manager present, hopefully, and stuff like that. So if anything goes wrong, your manager will be able to figure it out. You know, they were there, they saw the contract, da, 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 stuff like that. But if you do it by yourself, it's a little different because, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't even have a manager right now, but my, my roommate does. Yeah. How um, how complicated are um, acting uh, contracts? Uh, they only like you don't you, you need a lawyer to look over. Well, I wouldn't think so. The only thing is, I have not had a real like acting contract yet because I haven't landed anything that you know important yet, that huge. But as long as your manager or whoever you're going through want to. Like, however you got that audition, as long as they see it, they should have your best interest at heart. They should. I can't, like, guarantee that. I'm not going to sit up here and guarantee that 
all these agents and all these managers have your best interests at heart, but you might want to read the contracts as well. But, you know, if, as long as you're, if you've been with them a year or two and they've been literally can, you know, saying consistently getting you work, you should trust them. You should be able to trust them. But if you're doing it by yourself, that's a little, that's a little different. That's a little, that's kind of how I've been right now. I've been looking yeah. for myself. I've been, I've been dealing with this for myself. Um, but so I haven't really seen a contract that, you know what I'm saying, that has been, you know, offered or whatever for a TV show or movie or stuff like that. So I would, I would, if, but like, you know, going, thinking about it right now, if I actually landed something, I would probably, damn, what would I do? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I'd probably find some type of lawyer. Because, like, we have our own union. So I'd definitely give the union a call and be like, hey, I need somebody to look over my contract. Can somebody look over my contract to make sure I'm not, you know, getting jigged? And I'm pretty sure they would probably give me somebody that, it, that you know what I'm saying, they could look up. But, like, it's already stuff in place for that stuff. Um, because once you go union, you, you're protected. I don't know about artists. I don't know. Well, See, that's why you know what? That's crazy you said that, bro. Because I was thinking the same. I'm like, your artists need a union because there's no law that protects us and protects how much how much you can take from us or how much of our intellectual property is allowed to be taken, but it's just like a free for all type of thing, like wow. So y'all don't have no union? No, nah, no union, no none of that, bro. Like, it's kind of like Damn. the doggy dog what world. Like, badly. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm surprised, man. That's 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 different. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I'm like, bro, I need a union because that that's how the artists are. That's how they they're able to keep being able to take advantage of us, bro. And like. Right. Most artists really aren't hip on like the whole. I wouldn't say most. I'm not sure the percentage because I feel like artists are starting to become more like aware of signing contracts and stuff. But yeah, need more than that. Like you know, what I'm saying we should be able to sign a contract and be able to work in a mutually beneficial relationship. You know, what I'm saying right. I got the fucking sauce. You got the money. Put the sauce and the money together. We both make money. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, and then, like, like any type of business relationship. And I think it's just ridiculous how it's set up right now that, that we don't have any type of protection, no laws to protect. There's no nothing. Like, it just like, you know what I'm saying, for the vultures. Wow. That's different, man. I, I could have sworn I saw something maybe like, I don't know what I was doing. I'm probably like perusing the internet or whatever, just going, you know, doing whatever and i could have sworn like there's a union called united uh, artist group that's not that's not for musicians the uag i doubt it bro i haven't heard of it no don't have it if there was if there was artists wouldn't be getting taken advantage of as much as we are it's bad like if you but from prince 
to to Michael to like all of the greats, bro. Like all these to do these three sixty deals, bro. Have screwed up, like and like I remember I, recently, right? I was watching an interview from Prince, right? And Prince was saying he felt like a slave, and um, damn. And, and the fucking and the guy was asking him like, <laughs> you know, your your you know what I'm saying your prince. How can you feel like, you know what I'm saying, a slave? And he was like, well, if you can't, you know what I'm saying, do what you want to do. When you you know what I'm saying, then essentially you're a slave. And like he didn't he didn't really go deep into it, but I already. New, cause I'm like, you know, what I'm saying, why is a guy like Prince, the fucking the penny dropper of the fucking '80s, like saying he felt like a mm-hmm. slave? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I had to have been some real deep shit, and I know what it is. It's some fucking contracts that we that you know, what I'm saying we we sign because we think it's in our best interest, especially back then when there was virtually no knowledge on like the type of fucking shit that these labels would do to artists you know like and it's just so yeah. sad to see you know because contracts have been the demise of a lot of great artists you know damn man I mean I'm looking it up now and I do see like American Federal Union Federation or whatever the musicians but I didn't I would have to like sit down and like Oh. Yeah, if you found one, let me know that. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I I would literally have to like sit down and read over uh this because it does it does say what does it say? It says American It says American Federation of Musicians. But I, I got to, like I said, I got to dig deep, dig a little deeper and read more about it to make sure it's like legit. Because if you're talking about all this stuff with Meg and the Migos and shit like that, then something's wrong. Something's definitely wrong. You know what I'm saying? Fundamentally wrong. Yeah. The rap game is, is a dirty business, bro. It really is. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, it really is. The music business in general, um, but the rap, they, you know what I'm saying? They've been preying on us for a while, and it's sad to see. Like, it's sad to see a Wayne sold for $50 million after them 20 years of putting cash money records on his back. Like, that's, that's just so sad to see. Mm-hmm. That's true too, yeah. Like, but, uh, quick question. Um, on this, um, we all heard about. Um, we heard about the Nick Cannon thing. Yeah. How, how, how important is it to own your own thing, so that way people can't. People can't silence you. Yeah, it's the reason why Trump can say whatever the hell he want to say and get away with it. Like, 
that's my issue. And it's like I think Nick Cannon, I think you can't work for people and then uh, I think you have to own your own thing. So that way, hey, I own this thing, so I'm gonna say what I wanna say. Mm-hmm. Because you can't talk you can't talk shit and don't own things. Like, I mean like and he and, and what he said, and it's crazy how that whole situation with that, because what he said was on his own thing. It was on his little podcast thing. And mm-hmm. it didn't blow up to like two weeks later on some weird shit. Like um, cool. you know things blow up later on down the road. You know it blows up the next month or next week. Or never blow up at the same time when it said. My my yeah. thing about it is that like I mean like I me like the thing is is that like I can't tell a uh, um a Jewish person what uh what's offensive and what's not offensive, you know what I'm saying? It's the same way they can't tell me what's offensive and what's not offensive. But um from my perspective and, and from what he said, like I um you know what I'm saying, excluding the part where he tries, you know what I'm saying, where he makes it a, I, I think he should have just focused more on our people uh, and, like, just keep other people because a lot of what he said was was true, like, and, and a lot of people are coming, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, becoming, like, aware of, of, you know what I'm saying, the whole the whole thing behind it, but a lot, you know, I'm saying from, I listened to what he said, a lot of what he said is true, you know what I'm saying, it's just that, I think it was just like, and I've heard it so many times, like, but it's just, I think it was just coming out of neck and mouth type of thing, and especially like Viacom, you know, the people who on BET, MTV, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and all of them, the the owners, um, Jewish, so you know. Mm-hmm. But that's my whole point. Like, you work for a company who's owned by Jewish man, so like, bro, I need to to walk the Yeah, Jewish lady. But my other thing, like, I don't even like Viacom. Like, we need to ban Viacom anyway. Like, ever since they took over, they haven't put anything positive pertaining to black people on any of those networks. Like, it's been nothing but ratchet shit since they took over. Like all this love and hip hop, this, that, and the there, all these reality shows that show nothing but drama and negativity and fighting and cussing mm-hmm. and black women and some of the some of the worst light that you can put black women in. Like I just feel like with Viacom personally, there's an issue. Like Wallen now was one of the dope fucking um uh dope fucking like uh, Probably the only things I watch on Viacom is probably like Trevor Noah and um, and Wild and Out, you know, like I, that whole network. I, I wasn't really offended Wild and Out, but Wild and Out is dope, man. Like, I don't know, I, 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 like, I can't, I can't get into it. I mean, it depends on who was on there, the guests, but sometimes that really wasn't. I don't know, that's not my thing. So, but. But hey, I, I support it because it's a black show, but it wasn't my thing. But but I do think TV in general, I think TV in general needs to, even Tyler Perry needs, needs to stop making shows and movies where it's, it's taping. 
us as in, in a bad light? Um, I've, I've, I've heard that before, too. Um, somebody told me that it's not that they don't like Tyler Perry's, that they, f they felt like he can show us in a better light than he does um, with the stuff that he puts on. Um, and, like, I was like, I've, and, like, that was years ago with the whole Medea stuff. But um, me personally, at this point, um, it's hard to, like, I would, it's hard to tell a man where to take his creativity um, as an artist. But I think, um, but I think with any type of artist, is suggestion isn't a bad thing. And I think that would be a good suggestion for him, like, but you know, I don't think he does a bad job. I don't know. I didn't know how to feel about that, and I still don't. It's just for me the whole Medea thing, the the, the man in the uh, mm -hmm. and the dress type of thing. Um, but yeah. the, the stories, because you know, it, it like what the I forgot in what movie that was. It's like the it's I don't know. It's like. I don't know. Because it usually has, like, a wealthy, you know what I'm saying, it usually has a backdrop of, you know what I'm saying, regular people. Like, he actually shows regular black folk, I feel like, um, with a lot of, like, the, with a lot of the characters. Um, I don't mm -hmm. know. I don't know. I still don't know. It ain't really, it ain't all bad. It's just, well, in my opinion, I'm just tired of seeing the same plot and the same story over and over. Just you know, what I'm saying recycled. You know what I'm saying? So that's all. That's the only thing I. That's the only problem I have with it. And um, it's the same. You know, dad leaving, black father leaves the kids, or the same battered black woman, or you know, what I'm saying the same kind of woman with single mom with kids trying to make it out the hood or the same, you know, single dad on welfare or whatever trying to get his life right. I mean, it's just the same same movie, just thrown in, Medea thrown in, which is not bad. It's, just, it's not all bad. It's just, I'm just tired of seeing the whole the, the same See, story. Man, that's what you say. Um... <laughs> So it is mm -hmm. the same shit, just yeah, recycled. And like recycled, and it's like, bro, come on now, okay, we need something different. Recycle things, but I guess that I guess that's how the it that's how the business works, and it just is what it is. So it just recycled. Even if it's music, it recycled music. So I'm 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 guessing it just. Um, I mean, I was um I, I, I was. Oh, you know what? I forgot what movie it was that I watched. That was pretty dope. That I seen from, I'm like uh, with. Have you seen any of his recent stuff that he's been making from the from the property? From the no, no. no. What I seen one. I seen one movie. Um, and I can't lie, that thing was good. Um, I, I'm trying to remember the name I, of it. I, 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 I know he made a few TV shows. Yeah, he made the Oval. 
Um, and and the sisters. Um, but it's this movie. But I'm telling you, it's this great movie. It's um, it's about like a young lawyer. She uh, she's working for like the the public uh the public defender's office, mm-hmm. and um, and he's like the boss. And it's just a great movie. I don't even want to say anything else about it because it's just that great of a movie. You know? But I was like, man, this was coming out. I feel like I feel like now that he has his own studio, I feel like there there might be some some new some some different Tyler Perry coming out. Honestly, because from what I've seen, that was not anything close to Medea. It was that was, it was really good. And like you know, um, you know, what I'm saying like it's it's just great to see these black directors doing their thing. Uh, Jordan Peele. Uh, uh, what's what's his name? Yeah, F. Gary. F. Gary Gray, um, who did uh, Friday, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, Antoine Fuqua, who did uh, you know Shooter and. Um, he did uh the one with ah uh, what's that one that Antoine Fisher he did Antoine Fisher so uh and, and um honestly uh we don't 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 sleep on the women you know what I'm saying don't sleep on Lena Waithe and uh Lena Waithe yeah and uh, what she did again oh uh, she did. She did um Queen and Slim. Oh yeah, she did uh, King yeah, King and Slim Queen and Slim. Yeah. That was such a dope movie. Yeah. She wrote it. She ain't directed, but she wrote I, it. Wrote it, yeah. And uh don't sleep on uh when they see us director. Dang, I forgot her. Well, I don't know why I can't remember her name right now. Uh she's pretty dope though. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying Issa Rae is in there, so Issa Rae, I love yo. Um, Insecure is such a dope show, yeah. Issa Rae is dope. Don't sleep on him. No, Issa uh, Rae is dope. Her uh, show's yeah. kind of end, but <laughs> no, she's dope. Nah, I, I think it's sure. Like you could tell, it's her perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like on some on some young black. Sure. I think for her show, I think she, I think she has to be careful not to make the show so redundant. Like, bro, okay, because that's what that's what more power. Power got to like, okay, bro, now it's wrong now. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like in some, you gotta know when. Okay, no, guys, we're done. We can't, we can't make no more seasons. Cause then it gets mm-hmm. boring. I said, okay, okay, bro. Now you're trying to hold that power. You're like, okay, bro, you're trying too hard now, dog. Like, come on, dog. <laughs> I think power was pretty dope. I don't think it was too redundant. But I think towards the end, it got too boring, like, okay, bro, because they, they tried too hard. Mm-hmm. It was like, what are y'all doing? Like, what are y'all doing? Like, the storyline made no sense. It's like, dog, y'all, y'all are open, please. Yeah. I heard that too. I heard that sometimes. But. Yeah, man, we got Will Packer in there. Yeah, Will Packer. Yeah, yeah. you know he graduated from um, FAMU. Hell no, I didn't know that. 
Yeah. yeah. He graduated from Sham, yeah. And I mean, you can't um can't forget Black Panther director. I mean, you know, he's still around. That's what I remember. Um what the fuck is his name? Damn. They think they think I'm do a, a a part two of that. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah, they got to. Nah, they got to. Nah, they got to. What'd you say, Jim? Uh, I don't know if they got to. <laughs> but y'all know Come me, on. I'm different. And, no, I mean... You know how much money that thing made, though? I'll watch it, because it's a black-owned movie, and I'm going to look out. But I wouldn't care if they make another one. I mean, I'll watch it because like I seen the effect that last Black Panther had, though. That was so dope. It was like people were coming out in like African gear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was was such like a a dope feeling, you know what I'm saying? Worldwide. Um, And and, like, it was crazy, bro, because like, I've been like for years. I've been saying like, bro, we need like a black renaissance, like a reawakening of our of just us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Becoming into our own again and just realizing who we are. Uh, and like, what it was, it was um, Get Out that came out first, right? Get Out came out first, mm-hmm. and that was crazy because um, it was such. You know what I'm saying? Like a critically uh, acclaimed film. And it was like, it's, uh, you know what I'm saying? It was, you know, basically pitted all these white people as the back. <laughs> and it was and like, I just like, to me, the concept of it was just so dope. I'm like, man, like, like you know what I'm saying? This is the talent that's in our community that like barely is able to make it to those places where they can create, you know what I'm saying, be able to direct, writer, or do, you know what I'm saying, these type of films. Um, and um, it was crazy because uh, when it came out, I was dating Rose, and, like, the lead character, like, was Chris, and his the white girl was Rose. <laughs> and so it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I never even knew that. But yeah, Black yeah, Black Panther came out after that, and it just felt like such like a. I, I felt the cultural, uh, like yeah, almost like the, the cultural shift. Um, yeah. With Black Panther being so successful, and like you know, what I'm saying them opening theaters to for people to see it all around the world, bro. Like in Japan, this then like this this all black film. Um. That they're making um, people wanted to see it all across the world, and uh, I just thought that was crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, it's where we are today. I kind of been feeling it. I can't lie. But that's what it is, man. That's how it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? We got to do more. Got to make more. Got to create more. Got to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? So. No, I think our black folks do gotta do 
do way more and, cre- and create way more than than uh, than we than we do anyways. We have to create more and do it more, and we have to own more of our things, man. Like we have to own more of our things, man. Stop getting these people power to tell us, hey, don't speak this, don't say that, this and that. Like because if, if, if we if we own it, then they can't tell something, but we own it. And I think we do have to, and we have to support. I do feel you. Yeah, I do feel you on that, bro. But there's two sides to that coin. I do tell people that every time they say this, there is two sides to that coin because if you look at it historically, black people own less right now than we've ever have in, in history in this country. Owning stuff wasn't anything new to, like, our community. Like, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we owned hotels, restaurants, fucking movie theaters, um, and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. We owned that stuff in our communities. Like, when you went into a gas station in the black community, you seen a black person, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't anything new. Like, um... Like, if you look at the history of Miami, for example, like, um, I think it was like um, 300, uh, a bit, uh, like, I think almost 400 signatures to make Miami a city. And 161 of those signatures was black men, you know, because they only counted men using the signatures. And you don't ever hear about that. Like, that was more than half of the people but black men that signed to make Miami a city. And we lived in Coconut Grove. We lived in Overtown. And we owned, like, businesses and stuff. When Muhammad Ali came down to Miami, he stayed in, like, an all-black ho- a black-owned hotel in Overtown. Like, Overtown wasn't what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Even if you look at, like, the art district, the, the what, like, you know what I'm saying? Um the art district down here became the art district because they done built like all of them highways over there and it, it shut down all of the black owned businesses over there. And so all these empty buildings became like the canvases for a bunch of people who like the spray paint. And then mm. it, be, it, you know what I'm saying? It locally became known as the art district. And then, you know what I'm saying? Lo and behold, new people come in to open up business and stuff. And you know what I'm saying? To this day, the art district is basically Spanish. Hispanic, um, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Don't don't say people. Just just say Hispanics, because that's all it is on there, man. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's Spanish-dominated. And, and you know what I'm saying? To my... And for me personally, I believe that was all by design. Of course. Because Overtown... Yeah, Overtown wasn't what it was. Like, they're, they're trying to gentrify Little Haiti as we speak right now. They're trying to gentrify over there by um 135th and Biscayne. Uh, over there by, uh, like, that east part of North Miami. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, me, like, even, like, it's like they figure out ways to, to make us step, uh, take step back. Mm-hmm. Which is why, me personally, I believe our future as a people is outside of this land called America, honestly. I believe we have to go back to Africa and 
take our talents, take our money, and take our assets over to Africa because there's so much opportunity be, to become a, a millionaire and a billionaire just off of us living in America and then knowing how our society functions over here. Mm -hmm. We can take that over there and just innately and intuitively be like, okay, y'all could use uh, a, a, a wash house right here. Okay, I could throw a gas station right here, boom. It's like so much opportunity, like, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, like the richest, you know what the richest man in Africa sells mostly? What's that? He sells cement. Hmm. He became a billionaire off of cement, selling cement, like to, uh, like, um, the, the makeshift to, to, to basically pave shit. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're building a lot of shit yeah. and there's so much opportunity over there that we can that we can definitely explore without having to worry about being sideboard, blackboard, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, having an extra tax stone on you, which is all things that they do to us here. All of the big banks have been caught doing it. Like the American government, the American government, yeah, find countless banks for a bunch of like discriminatory acts, and it's just, it's just so. I'm just, it's just so frustrating. Which is why I think like there's as for black folk, we can fight to get to a certain degree in this country. I believe. Um, but I believe our future as a people is outside of this land because I don't see any hope. Well, in this, this land. I get you, man. Well, on that note, though, we might have to we got to wrap up because it only gives us an hour to 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 you know podcast or stream or whatever. So I don't know if you see the time. Oh, yeah, I see yeah, yeah. 57, 50, <laughs> about to be 58, yeah. But, yeah, they, uh, it's going to close out on us or whatever. But we could continue this uh, this, 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 this topic next week or whatever if y'all want. So let us know. Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely enjoyed it. Well, all right, then, man. Yeah. We'll set it up again. Yeah, I would definitely say Hey, thank you for joining us, YBK. You on Black King? <laughs> <laughs> no problem. You know what I'm saying. Um, I love sharing. You know what I'm saying. My ideas and my perspective on things. Um, follow me on Instagram at Mr. Roller when I roll in. Uh, follow me on YouTube at Young Black King. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, so I, same time. Yeah, yeah. All right, for sure. Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, and we definitely got to do it again. Um, I guess until then, uh, y'all stay safe. Y'all stay corona-free. Um, you know what I'm saying? Y'all keep your keep your head up. Um, the size when you're about to give up is right when you're about to get it, which is why I keep telling myself, so. That is true, man. Thank you, Zerkin. You have a favor on your boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, they say. Yeah.
Nice words, nice words. Yeah. All right, y'all. Uh, uh, Brad? So.